here today not just to talk about the future of this company. We're here to talk about its destiny. We're here to talk about the end of the world. We stand on the brink of Armageddon, diseases for which we have no cure. Fundamentalist states who call for our destruction, nuclear powers over which we have no control. And even if we navigate these dangerous waters, we face other, even more inevitable threats. Global warming will melt the polarized gaps within 80 years, flooding 90% of all habitable areas on Earth. Unchecked population growth will overtake food production in less than 50 years, leading to famine and war. This is not conjecture. This is fact. One way or another, our world is coming to an end. Now the question is, will we end with it? What do you propose? I propose that we end the world, but on our terms. Eh? Don't you know, it's the Joe Blow Horror Show. Don't you know? Yeah, bud. Itchy tasty, itchy tasty, itchy tasty, bud. (laughs) Welcome back, friends, to the Joe Blow Horror Show. I am your host, Boss Tuna, or as my buddy Jay the Dead calls me, Cold-Blooded. 
with me mm-hmm. as always is our favorite swamp donkey the sweater vest wearing man himself in like the hottest week on the planet I, I saw like some fifth grader do you guys see that that mural or not mural that painting this fifth grader drew of like this devil that was farting flames out his ass over the city <laughs> it's that hot but that laugh you hear is mr tibu himself uh square hammer what's up buddy how you been Oh, once again, back on the Joe Blow, don't you know? I'm glad to be here. Uh, yeah, it's been hot as fuck. That's it's Louisiana summer, alligator swamp ass. Yeah, because I mean, I'm just I'm living the dream, I guess, if the dream is to reside in the seventh circle of hell. Well, yeah, thank you for yeah. having me on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, I gotta, gotta watch out for those, those gators down there, swamp ass gators in the uh. <laughs> no, those those gumbo competitions you guys have. So. I got the gumbo thighs lately because I got nothing but roux. I got nothing but roux. <laughs> <laughs> Extra roux. Mm. So people are probably looking at the title. They're like, I thought these guys were doing the Resident Evil franchise. Well, we kind of are. But due to popular demand, we decided to add an entry. And this is coming out of order, but... I figure if we're going to start with a Paul W.S. Anderson, we have to end with one. So before we give you the final chapter with our upcoming secret guest, we are going to give you kind of an offshoot reboot as well. And I have a special guest with me first time on the show. Don't worry. We're going to give him the full Joe Blow treatment, if you know what I mean. And I think you do. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have the host of Horror Countdown. So this man is out there doing God's work. Everybody that is a horror fan needs to follow this guy. Get on his 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 Facebook and his socials because he's out there putting out all of the horror stuff for you. He's literally an encyclopedia. Pre-show, we were talking a little bit about some horror trivia. Boss Tuna is the all-time champion in this universe, but when we're talking about all the universes... I mean, there's nobody that's going to stand up to Thanos. I mean, the master of horror shark films himself. Donna Nelly, <laughs> welcome to the show. Hey, what's going on, you guys? Yeah, it's great to uh, finally be here and uh, get to talk with you guys. Very nice. Very nice. Fuck well, yeah, Donna motherfucking Nelly, because Donna Nelly. Not since Donatello has there been a fucking better man. <laughs> Anelli, is that Italian? Are you Italian? Yes. You're Italian. 100% Italian. Yeah, of course. It's a, uh, it's a Donna Nelly. Not quite. Um, My grandparents are. Oh, well, that's close enough. Yeah, my my grandparents enough. on my uh, dad's side. Okay. If you ever find yourself wandering around the Des Moines area, there's an Italian, like a legit Italian sandwich shop that might be the best sandwich you'll ever get your hands on. So check oh, it out. The Taste of Italy is called. <laughs> Don. For, do, for, do, do, for Des Moines, I mean, it's it's, you know. <laughs> Do, do your grandparents call it sauce or gravy? I don't know. They were both uh, dead before my time. So, oh, wah, wah, one arrow. I'm sorry to bring that up. Um, <laughs> no worries. Um, we we do have you? the recipe. We, we yeah. do have the recipe, but I never met them. Uh, they were both uh, dead before me. So, do you call it sauce or gravy? Yeah, we call it sauce. Fucking A. Okay. I was going to say that, that's, that's a Cajun asking about gravy over there. So, well, <laughs> Italians consider some Italians will call spaghetti sauce spaghetti. Oh, gravy. you're right. I know. So right. I'm just trying to. I'm just you know. I'm just asking. Just feeling it I, out. 
Yeah, I think it's more though like a, a saying like it, it's all gravy. Don't worry about it. It's I, all I think, the gravy. Yeah, I think we use it more as like a you know like a it's all right that kind of a thing. But uh, I, I mean, I as long as I've been alive, at least uh, we've called it sauce. But yeah, um, in you terms of like actually traditional eating, yeah, they, traditional yeah, Christmases or anything. Or? Yeah, they were dead before me, so I never knew them for sure. But we've always called it sauce ever since I've been alive. So, all right. Do, do you guys do any like traditional sauce. Italian Christmases or anything like that, or do you guys get together? And yes, do we do. Um, yeah, uh, we'll well we switch off. Um, okay. So uh, it, it's between Thanksgiving and uh, Christmas. Uh, one year or one of the days will be a ham. Uh, one will be a, a lasagna. There you go. So yeah, you guys uh, do we, turkey we off, which, yeah, none, none of us ever really eat turkey. Um, oh shit! Yeah, well, none of us really like it. Um, we're more chicken connoisseurs. I mean, if um, I'm being honest, I eat turkey one time a year, and that's Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's pretty much how we felt about it. Like we only eat it once a year. Nobody even really finishes it. We throw like half of it away. Yeah. Like you know, we're we're saving it up for sandwiches, but nobody's really that enthused about it. So. Sure. Yeah, I think about maybe 10 or 12 years ago, I think we switched over and we started saying, okay, you know, we like the ham, we like the lasagna, you know, we'll, we'll do one for one holiday and then we'll use the other one for the other. Okay. So it, 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 it depends on our mood. Um, like I said, uh, it's not like a, you know, one year it's thanks, one year for Thanksgiving, it's the lasagna, the, at Christmas it's, you know, ham, then that means we switch over the next year. So sometimes we'll repeat it. It just depends on our, our uh, how we're feeling that day. But usually, um, I would say for like the last ten to twelve years, it's been one holiday is a is a ham, one holiday is a lasagna, and then it's we switch off. What are you I'll hoping think, for this year? Uh, that's too far in the future. Um, <laughs> I know you guys uh, make a fucking killer lasagna. I, I just yeah, we do. Oh um, God, a picture of the Don and Ellie household. Favorites. They're just dancing around to it's all right to have a good time. It's all right. And they like tossing the fucking ham and the lasagna in the air and shit yeah. like a pizza. I'm sorry. I'm a just pizza, going to tell you. Yeah, I know. There's one thing that brought us here, and that's our love of horror movies, mm -hmm. especially my love of zombies. And I know Don and Ellie. I know Don. Every once in a while, when I'm peeking in your window, I see you watching a lot of zombie movies. So you are a zombie master. So yeah. <laughs> our listeners, our listeners are pretty fortunate having, you know, a couple of esteemed zombie masters like myself and Don and Nelly. I like but, how humble Don and Nelly's being. He ain't saying shit. But then when it's time to start <laughs> dropping the knowledge bombs, they just oh, I know. Flying. I know. I, I listened like, to it. the last time you guys did a <laughs> horror trivia thing and Don and Nelly's out there just terminator style wiping out you know terminator versus a school bus of kids man he ain't got a fucking chance so but he's like he's like what's that beach he storms the beat the norm normandy that's him just <laughs> showing up and getting wiped we show up and get wiped out yeah. we're gonna find we're gonna find out for real no but yeah sorry I, i'm zombie I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll give him i'll give him a run for his money on zombie knowledge maybe, okay. maybe. Yeah. i don't know i don't know okay i don't know um, i know i wouldn't on. All jokes aside, though, uh, we've been we've been talking for quite a bit here, and Don's driving the bus. That means 
it's one thing. We need to stop and get gas, and we're at this gas station that's attached to... It looks like it's... Oh, where it's right. It says it's the Hive. We, we never mm. came in this road before. It's a different road. <laughs> it's slightly different, but with the same name. <laughs> it says the best gas station beer around, so we better stop. Oh. You go get your gas station beer. I'll run okay. into the Hive, and uh, I'll you. order a, uh, uh, a water. Uh, no, what is it? How does it go? A scotch and water. Hold the scotch. You I see what boy. I see what you did there, though. I see what you did there. I yeah. just caught on. I just caught on. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, all right, we're gonna hop in here and we're gonna have us a drink at the hot. One beer. Two beers. Three beers. A shot of whiskey. A margarita. And a bloody mary. All right, I'm going to go first this time. I always let you go first, Kibu. But I feel like a little foreplay is needed with this one. So I am going to start off. And even though we are talking about, you know, the Rougarou gumbo thighs stickiness, how hot it's been. And Don and Nelly, you're over in California, which is just, I mean, it's it's got to be like 150 degrees there at midnight. So... No, not the past week. Uh, the past yeah. week has been the uh, hurricane, so that's oh, kind of I, yeah. Fun. I suppose. Yeah. Well, that hurricane. Oh, yeah, God, yeah. All, blew all your yeah, goddamn hot weather into Iowa here. Um, yeah, we, that's been fun. <laughs> it's, it's been over 100 degrees for a week. We never get that temperature here. But realistically, the joke is, is after the state fair in Iowa, it's pretty much fall time, and we're past the state fair, even though it's been the hottest week since I've lived in this fucking hellhole. I'm just kidding. I love <laughs> Iowa. But the fall beers are starting to come out, and I picked one up, and it's a little bit off the beaten path of what I normally do because I, you know, I enjoy my, my, I don't know, my wife calls them girly drinks, which I find funny. But Toppling Goliath is a friend of the show. This is a caramel apple fandango. It's a kettle sour beer, and their fandango series is a bunch of kettle sours, and they have some really good flavors. But uh, this one here, this caramel apple, I mean, if there's like. That's like the big debate for fall. Donnelly, are you a pumpkin spice guy or an apple guy? Uh, more apple. Um, okay. Pumpkin's fine. Uh, I like the taste of it, but I don't like it. With, I, I'm not like, you know, I, I need it all the time. It's like, you, you know, like select occasions, like maybe sure. like once or twice a week, maybe. Yeah, you're not like, like me. I'm a basic bitch. I love pumpkin spice. Oh, everything a, all yep. the time. I, I am. I am just your... Your boots with the fur in spandex. spandex. <laughs> what do they call those tight fucking yoga pants? White girl. Can I get a pumpkin spice latte, please? Extra shot of espresso. Oh, that's me. That's me. On his, on his bum bum in in like this bright gold. And it says like, pink. No, it says oh. tuna. <laughs> yeah, it, says, <laughs> it says tuna on really, his bum tuna. bum. Really, tuna? He must have upgraded from the juicy ones. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> um, no, the uh, I just took a sip of it. It's really sweet. The Fandango ones are pretty sweet. They can only have one, maybe two in the sitting. But it's 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 caramel apple. Like you guys know those caramel apple sucker, suckers. Like half is apple, half is a caramel. That's it's pretty legit. I mean, I think the engineers that make beer now are probably smarter than half the people out there just coming up with these flavor concoctions and how it works. But anyways, it's legit, Mister uh, Mister Tibu. What do you got? Yeah, um, 
this segment is pretty much wasted on me for most of the time. I'm glad you bring some interesting beers. I'm I'm repping the the Voodoo Ranger um, Juice Force IPA tonight. I've got my new favorite normal uh, tropical bear hug on oh, deck. Yeah. So, but you know, in in lieu of me not having an interesting beer to to represent or an interesting conversation. Oh, I'm no. Well, no, that's I'm going to ponder like how the fuck because I'm dumb and I don't do the research on this subject, so I have no idea. How the fuck do you replicate a smell synthetically or a taste synthetically? How in the fuck do you combine the right chemicals that don't kill somebody and not give them cancer? And you just like it's like, oh, this is fucking strawberry lemonade gum. How do you know that? It doesn't, though. Well, because saying to get to that point, if people have been living for the past hundred years chewing bubble gum, let's say with with artificial flavoring, you know, it's not full of the T virus. It's not like they're turning into zombies and shit. Like apparently, chewing bubble gum every once in a while is fine. So let's just keep it to mint bubble gum. How the fuck do they get the mint in that rubber? What are they doing? And why can we chew it up and shit it out? I'm just worried about the future. That's all I'm saying. We're getting we're getting really deep here for a couple of you know <laughs> numbskulls like us. So, and I'm I'm talking about Tibu and I. I don't know what you done in Ellie, but that's I, that's over my head. I don't I just don't care. I don't care enough. Well, you know what I care about? I care about you know Resident Evil and zombies and and horror movies coming out and and okay you know. okay yeah. Okay. Whenever the buffet of madness hits, every, the, every, every hilarious fucking... uh, uh, mugshot. <laughs> that just came out today so topical oh well tremendous huge i feel like he practiced that photo but don't oh, come dude. don't 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 come crying to me whenever whenever you have like fucking everything that you're eating is full of the t-virus and the whole world becomes raccoon city i tried to warn y'all about these scientists fucking with all the food you eat mm-hmm. and the synthetic flavors and the s- synthetic smells okay febreze t-virus goddamn gain and downy t-virus you don't dish soap you know who makes most of those probably johnson and johnson or they own them and johnson and, they, and johnson is an umbrella so let's i mean and and they made the vaccine shots fired <laughs> oh shit that's right that's just fired. <laughs> don and ellie we're all fucked oh and we're canceled <laughs> okay yeah. well Speaking of uh uh the 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 pokes and the the ouchy fauci was ouchy what do they call that I don't fucking know we're gonna Huge. listen to the trailer for the movie hey what are we talking about good gravy or good we sauce. never said I don't we know. never I don't even... know what's official is it good gravy or good sauce? good we sauce. never said <laughs> why are we here oh yeah that's right we're talking about Resident Evil Welcome Raccoon I think I started talking about it. Why are we? Why we? Yeah, that's right. I started off the show that way because it doesn't really fit, but it kind of does. I got some, maybe some trivia for you guys. Don and Nelly already knows it, so. But anyways, we're gonna listen to the trailer for Resident Evil: Welcome to Raccoon City. We'll be right back. Hello. What's your name? The Umbrella Corporation's been experimenting on this town since we were kids. People are getting sick. 
We have to stop Umbrella. Show me your hands! What the f***? The world needs to know what's really going on. City rated R. Okay, Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City, Don and Ellie. I know this is not a first time watch for you. Am I correct in that? Yes, um, I saw it when it uh, first came out. Uh, I, I believe it was an episode that I did with uh, Fresh Cuts uh, when that came out. Mm-hmm. Um, I never went back and revisited it for that. I, I wanted to keep it fresh, uh, so yeah uh, my opinions may differ on it because i i genuinely don't remember what i said about it on that show okay. um but i i do remember um watching it for that so okay so you saw don and ellie when you don't first... remember everything you ever said on any podcast you've ever been on ever the whole time he's lying, Every... he's lying. yeah you lying no, I, motherfucker we do um so i i i've got so no. much shit <laughs> rumbling around in my head <laughs> Don, I'm just I'm just fucking with you. I know. You, um, you figure you, you figure I've got like four thousand movies. How many TV shows? How many... <laughs> yeah, suck on that, T Boo. You Dude, bitch. I got a, <laughs> that's I what got he a just buddy. told me. <laughs> I got a buddy that's got like a photographic memory, and he listens every once in a while. And he might get this, but we'll be like Spencer, uh, who played in the 1993 Orange Ball, and what was the score? And he'll be like, well. Seven seven minutes and fifty two seconds into the first quarter, so and so scored, and I'm. It, but the dude took him like ten years to finish college. But that's is that's like kind of how it goes, though, right? For people like that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Sometimes your brain works that way. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's unbelievable. Like we'll be watching a football game, and there'll be like some obscure player on special teams. Oh, he went to Michigan State University to graduated in 2014. Like what the fuck? Anyway, okay, guy. Yeah. <laughs> no. I'm saying, I mean, I, I remember certain stuff, but then like after a certain year, it's just, I, I remember that I've seen it, but then I'll, I'll need like details or notes to jog my memory, which it does help. Um, so it, it does like, like I said, it does rejog the memory, but like, I, I mean, I can't remember like watching stuff like maybe like six or seven years ago or anything like that. If, if I only seen it once and I don't have like my notes in front of me, like, I, I mean, like, that far back and then like even further than that would be like oh yeah i know i've seen it but i can't really recall much beyond you know it's a ghost movie set in like a you know haunted house or you know it's a slasher film in the you know out in the woods or something like that like you know just generic shit but oh yeah i I mean like more modern stuff like i you know i've seen stuff like last week i can you know i can still keep up with that but yeah, I, I mean, like, you know, four, five, six year, you know, years ago or beyond that, I'll, I'll need notes to jog my memory, which helps. Yeah. Well, what's and fucked up is I just watched I just watched Voyage of the the last Voyage of the Demeter like this past Tuesday. Oh, and nice. I cannot and I can't six dollar Tuesday because at the movie theater right here, six dollars every Tuesday. Um, is or is that at night? Every, all day. No shit. But I, yeah. Um, But. I can't remember everything from that. I was just I, for real fucking around. I, I, it's a it's a joke because between the three of us, we've done so many hours of podcasting. If I remember something, it's just because I remember it. 
it if I don't, yeah. I don't. It is what it is because I say all kinds of shit. I could say I'll tell you this right now. I can't remember every every list on my show. Oh, dude, you got so many lists on Horror Countdown. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> that's part of Killing the problem. It. Yeah, I need to. I need like, to get on there. How do I get on there? Where do I submit uh, my application? Just message me when I'm at. Just message me and give me an idea. Oh shit, we could do. Oh, I gotta go through all the episodes now and find a list you haven't done because you've done so many and you keep finding more and more to do. Did I'm you sorry, do I'm not trying to most underrated <laughs> zombie movies. Um, I've you... only done uh, top ten. Um, I haven't done anything else than that. Well, that's yeah. you and a that's you and a tuna right there. A tuna, hit Don and Ellie up and slide into that man's DMs, cuz. Oh, uh, I speaking of which, hold on. I just had. Uh, I don't want to back out of it. I'm gonna lose my track. Um, I just. Oh, uh, Gangnam Zombie. Have you seen that yet? Yeah, um, that's actually my quote on the uh, cover release. Oh no shit! Boom. <laughs> That motherfucker just... said, I'm on the fucking poster, bitch. He's, he swept the leg. <laughs> he the swept cover. the leg. All right. He just uppercutted you into the next level. Just yeah. now. He yeah. was like, <laughs> God. If you've seen the poster, Damn. if you've seen the poster right for that, that's my quote on the cover. No shit. God. My, I, that, that, I, my just, I, I just came. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So did I when I found out it was me. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious oh my god um okay resident evil welcome to raccoon city rated r this is a 2021 film clocking in at 100 and i can't read my own handwriting i'm gonna guess 47 minutes seven? Yeah, it's an hour minutes. and 47 or that's like a, 145 yeah. with the uh, credits yep so 107 that's a seven not a three good job we always play a game Donanelli. um if you haven't looked I always like to ask my guests and Tibu, what do you guys think this got on IMDb? The user score. Um, it's probably low fives. I'm going to say 5.2. I trust that man. And uh, I didn't look at none of this shit. I literally just watched the movie right before we, we started. So um, I'm going to say he said 5.2. I'm going to just 5.4. I'm going to just go a little bit higher. To nobody's shock. It was 5.2, so that's correct. Yes. Total blind, total blind shot. Yep. I, 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 yep. Yeah. yep. Doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise me. We we got we got the encyclopedia here. Rotten Tomatoes percentage. This is a critic rating. What do we think this got? Rotten Tomatoes. Mm, uh, I, I think that they would have decimated this. I'm going to say 43. What was that? Did you say 43? 43. Okay. T-boot? 43. Man, I still want to stay close to him because he was right about the first one. Um, I don't know if the critics would have hated this as much as they seem to have hated the Paul W.S. movies. And I haven't finished them, by the way. I still haven't seen Final Chapter, so let's not let's not talk about that movie yet. Um, but I still think it wouldn't be fresh just because they're critics. Uh, 58%. That's right below 60 you know so, better, Tibu. You know better, Don. You should have, but Tibu, you know better. Rotten Tomatoes, twenty nine percent, makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense well, for this movie, right? Yeah. What about budget? What do we think this got as a budget? So, a couple big names, several big set pieces, crappy CGI. I'm gonna this. push it, and I'm gonna say sixteen. I like 16. how Don 
I like how he knows because he knows. So he's breaking it. Dude, we I try to break it down the way you just did is like what who was in it, what was the locations, what was the sets, how much fucking CGI, and what was the year? Like I try to incorporate all that into my guess. Um for 2021 for 16 mil. Man, I guess that's doable. I'll just go up to 20. I just I just want to Netflix was behind this and they throw money around a little bit. $25 million. So, no. well, look, Mr. Cosmore, I thought he did. Boss, Boss Tuna always like, so I, you know, I never get to play these games because I'm the one that has to look it all up. So I always play with myself. And I will yeah, say do. that when I, when I was looking Damn, at like, it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I guess it. I was, I was just, I was, I was balls deep in that thought. So it took me a minute. Yeah, you were. Yeah, I was. <laughs> yeah, I was. No, but I was like $25 million. This is all day, $25 million. So I'm going to give myself, you know, I don't play, I don't play very often with myself, but when I do, I let you guys know. So <laughs> this was written and directed by Johannes or Johannes Roberts, and he's probably most notable for 47 meters down, uh, Strangers Pray at Night. Do you guys know who the producer of this movie is? This makes me proud. Oh, I didn't look no, and I didn't notice from the, the title sequence. I didn't notice. Well, none other than Paul W. S. Anderson. Oh. Uh, see, he still has his like... I was trying to think it was like some hidden celebrity or something. No, no, yeah, it's just, well, it just, and if I'm being honest, I didn't know that either. And I've seen this movie probably six to eight times since it came out. So I didn't know that until I started doing research and I'm like, okay, now I feel better about throwing this in the uh, resident evil retrospective. Um, th- This has like Don said, this has a handful of, of named actors, but some of our main cast, you know, Kayla Scudario, uh, or Scatellario. I don't know. Donanelli knows how to pronounce it. He's Italian. She played, yep, Scotellario. <laughs> uh, she played uh, Claire, and she was in Crawl. I, I think everybody, well, I know all of us have seen Crawl. That, that was a pretty big movie that year that it came out. We had Robbie Amell play, um, who was Robbie Amell? Uh, Chris, right? And he, he just... Yeah, he just did a bunch of TV stuff, pretty much. Hannah John Cammon came in, was Jill. She was in Black Mirror, two separate episodes of Black Mirror, actually. Um, and then she's in Tomb Raider as well, too. We're getting into some of the, the maybe not the names people know, but the faces. And the first one is Donald Log as Chief Irons. We had Neil McDonough as uh, William Birkin. And then Nathan Dales, shout out to trevor blanchard from the last episode he is a big uh letter kenny fan so nathan dales is uh he's dairy on letter kenny you ever watch letter kenny don i i watched like the first season or two but i never kept up with it beyond that okay gotcha not your not your style not your comedy or... uh, I, I my girlfriend at the time was really into it and we we watched it together but then like we split up and i i kind of like fell off okay. of it so Gotcha. I'm I'm a huge hockey guy, so that's that's yeah. like just right. That's in my one of the mind. one of the things that kind of led to us breaking up. So hockey, I, I couldn't figure out the game. Uh, all mm. of the, <laughs> the icing, offsides, player switches, like all that stuff. Kind of it just kind of confused me. So 
you know, it's funny. Don, don't feel bad, Don, because she'd have dumped me too, cuz, because I don't know nothing about sports. I'm not a fool's ball boy. I'm not. Well, she would have dumped you because she would have been sick of dating someone that her forehead comes up to her waist. But hashtag short joke. Um, are you are you sports guy at all, Don? Do you you watch any other sports? Uh, I I spend most of my youth um playing um, with baseball. Oh, okay. Um, like yeah, you know, the the pandemic kind of curtailed that. Just you know, it felt weird watching it, but sure. Um. Other than that, uh, I, I think like I was big. Um, I've kind of gotten back into like the wrestling scene. So okay, I yeah, guess that's reason- kind of been that's kind of been like the the thing I've been into like the past sure. couple months. R.I.P. Bray Wyatt. Yeah, <laughs> totally, man. God damn. Yeah, talk about sad. coming in and the, the wrong moment. The only match of his I've seen is the pitch black match. Mm. That's the only thing I have to go off of. So <laughs> yeah. young, great talent lost too soon yeah really I, young. I had to go back and watch a couple of the stuff when i found out so yeah and then stupid ass me i picked the goldberg match <laughs> well i don't blame you though it's it's still a spectacle anywho yeah. um i guess I reason be- i asked was was well i mean yeah i was gonna finish my hockey thought there but i was gonna say if you're familiar with like soccer or something is pretty similar but you know a guy that's played it my whole life i'm like how do people not get this but no it's it's right, a, and I, I wanted it's to say an obscure for, sport for sure for Joe Blow the big ones for the Joe Blow horror show sake because you've talked about Letterkenny to me before on this podcast. I watched the first episode. Oh, you did. I like it. It's just not the right time. You know sure. what I mean? Yep. But I'm but I'm going to return to it because I did enjoy it. I the first scene I believe was um that guy and his girlfriend driving up and they all get into like a little spat back and forth oh, or whatever yep, yep. yeah and and i was digging it i was digging the shit out of it but yeah. it's just i've got too much other shit but just to say letter kenny i'm gonna double i'm gonna second i'm gonna double i'm a second double uh boston and say hell yeah everyone check that show out uh yep. and you mentioned that because of goddamn nathan dales vickers yeah nathan dales yep Yep. Uh, and, and again, I know Trevor's my my boy when it comes to watching Shorzy and Letterkenny, but he plays Derry in there and he played Brad Vickers, the, the pilot in the game. I would say one of the more notable faces, I don't think anybody is going to rec- well, take that with a grain of salt, but nobody's going to recognize his name, Josh Crudas, Crudas, but he, he played Ben. He is the red haired um, jail cell guy. He's been in a ton of movies. Very recognizable actor. He's but, the uh, fucking he, he's the whistleblower. Yeah. Yeah. He played. Yeah. He was in Moonfall. Uh, anything for Jackson. Shout out. That movie's a fucking gem. Make sure you guys check that out. It's scary as shit. Uh, he was also in Polar. You know, oh, God, Barf. we're not going to get into it now. <laughs> Okay. I'm not going to get into it. Now. I'm going to do my fucking Darth Vader choke hold on you. So that fucking insolence. I'm just saying barf. Okay. 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 Uh, Polar and how it ends. I mean, shout out to him as well, too, because he's in a ton of horror stuff and I love it. But a um, little trivia for you. This one here, Don, did you play the Resident Evils as a kid or do you play them now or have you? Uh, so funny enough, uh, when the first movie came out, I found out it was a video game adaptation through the credits. No shit. You didn't even know anything. Wow. I do not play video games. Um, okay. I was a movie. 
I was a movie guy from the very beginning. No shit. Video games were completely out of my expertise. I mean, I, I literally did not know it was a video game adaptation. I was just watching it because it was a horror movie. Okay. Uh, if, if you don't mind me asking, how old are you? Uh, I'm about to be 39 in a couple weeks or a couple months. Yeah. yeah, we're the same age then. I just turned 39. Okay. No, that's that's because um, I was going to say we, we are the age group that grew up with that game. You know, that that game. Oh, Black Cat. Well, Halloween action. TB was holding a little kitty. This is a uh, honey muffin. Honey muffin. Yeah, she's like she's little... she's appeared on the nightclub and now she's on Joe Blow. So there you uh-huh. go. Honey muffin. Sorry. Anyway, <laughs> no, it's sorry. all good. I didn't mean to derail. No, it's all. I was just explaining um, before I was rudely interrupted. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, that uh, uh, Don and I are, are like in that prime age for Resident Evil because when that first game came out, we were in middle school, and I, I've told the story on the show as well too. But there's a scene in that game that I wish they would put in. The scene was in the movie, but they didn't execute it the way it was in the game. But you're walking down once you get into the mansion, you're walking down this hall. And it's quiet, and all you hear is a pitter-patter of footsteps, and these fucking dogs jump through a glass window. And as a kid, I I nearly fucking pissed myself, and that stuck with me. It's funny, you know, when you have certain things in your life, whether it's video games or movies or whatnot, that stick with you. And it's like, that is one of the things that triggered me into, you know, such and such, which for me was, you know, survival horror games and, and ultimately horror movies as well, too, but... Um, anyways, no, I was just curious, uh, but yeah, that's, that's, that's cool. And it, but it blows my mind that you, um, uh, weren't, weren't aware that it was a video game. So, but you're not a video yeah, game. I, I don't, yeah, I, okay. I never got into it. Yeah. That was never really my scene. Yeah. yeah I, I just always got into movies and that was always my thing. Uh, backtracking here just to touch, have you seen all of the Paul W.S. Anderson films? No, the, I, I'm like Trev. Uh, the only one I'm missing is final chapter. Okay, so you've seen them all, but Final Chapter. Where are you at with those overall as a franchise? Just out of curiosity. I probably would say my guilty pleasure favorite is um, Apocalypse. I think the original is the best made, but I have the most fun with Extinction. Oh, yeah. We're 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 very similar. Uh, I, I've got a soft place in my heart for Extinction as well, too. So The way I go I, with it, Don... What was that? Oh no! I, well, I was gonna, I was gonna say the way that I go with the franchise, but I, go ahead with what you were gonna say. I was gonna say I, I think Extinction's got a lot of really like goofy, fun elements with it. You know, the the crow attacks, the Vegas sequences. Um, yeah, yeah. There's a there's a lot of go- uh, you know good stuff there, but I, I think it's just kind of cheesy. It takes itself a little too seriously for the kind of uh, effects that it has, and it kind of just makes it feel a little goofy and over the top, but I have enough fun with it that I, I, I think it's probably like my personal favorite, but yeah, I, I think the original is like the best made of all of them. I, we so, had a guest on, was it, uh, who, who was our guest? I, I think extinction was, was it Trevor's favorite maybe, or was no. it? No, Trevor was part, Brent's, uh, part someone five. really loved. Yeah. Someone really loved extinction. I remember that. I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, no, I was curious on where that is. Dude, you got to watch final chapter and, and um, I mean, yeah. you got to finish it yeah, out. Man. It's, yeah. it's been on the list. I keep thinking I've seen it just because I've always 
Uh, like I said, I'm a huge fan of the series and I, I actually really like them. So I keep thinking I've seen a final chapter and I've always been meaning to get to it. And I've always got too many screeners to review and too many shows to prep for. It's always just been that, okay, well, let's, you know, put this well, up for another day and let's check it out. For now you can watch it because that's going to be the next episode of Joe Blow. And you can listen and hear what I got to say too, because me and you ain't seen it yet. So you can yeah. compare how we think. Because so far, where I'm at with the series, I love part one. Part two was a little bit of a letdown compared to part one, but I still enjoyed it. Part three, really dope, which that was Extinction. Um, that brought the series back up for me again. Part four was like it shit the bed. Like it felt like that could have been 20 minutes of another movie condensed easily. easily. Then part five might be my favorite so far. Um, and that's right after uh, the first three for me. I really, I really like that one too. That one's Re retribution. I always say that's like the, the. I always say that's like the final, the Fast and the Furious version of the series because that's the one with all the the car stunts and all of the, the submarine stuff. Yeah, and callbacks to the characters and. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, oh. that's the one that makes it feel like it's the the interconnected universe that. You know, yeah. the other ones, they do feel kind of like this. they're similar, but you could always see them as like standalone efforts. And I think part five is the one that connects all the the dots in the series. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I guess back to a couple of trivia things here. The, the, the one thing that when I watched this movie, the well, when it came out that year, it was on my end of the year list. I, I should have went back and figured out where it was in there, but it was in my top 10 for sure. And a lot of that had to do with the fact that it really hit home to people like me that grew up with video games and loved it. Because this one, as much as I love, I'm telling you, Don, every one of those Resident Evil movies are, I don't think I've rated any of them less than an eight and a half. I love them. I love them. Guilty pleasure for sure. But I love them. This one hit especially hard with me because of the, the the homage it paid to the fans of the the video game there's a lot of callbacks with that capcom actually gave them blueprints of the mansion and the police station so they could recreate those sets and that's one of the things i noticed is how accurate those set designs are but um you know i i guess even even with like some of the quotes and stuff you know early on when the stars members are are at the office uh i think it was jill was saying would you rather be eaten by a shark which, you know, hashtag Don and Ellie's on the fucking show. So let's talk about some sharks. <laughs> rather be eaten by an alligator. The giant uh, snake. Right, right out of the video game because they get eaten by them as well, too. So I thought it was things. a giant snake. Okay. No. Uh, wait, was it a snake? It might have been a snake. I think, uh, dude, I just alligators watched in the so... video game, too. So, yeah, you're probably right. It's probably a snake. But, yeah, there are sharks and alligators and snakes and all that stuff in there. Um, but in the video game you had an old classic typewriter. Like the only place you were safe in the video game was the save room. So you'd go in there and have this like nice calming music and you go tick, 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 tick. And you'd save your progress. That's cool as fuck. They had those in there as well. You know, they had the old spray first aid cans and stuff too. So uh, lots of homage it paid to the video game nerds like Boss Tuna itself. So, but that's all I have before we get into what we think about the movie. Do you guys have anything you want to add to that before we... uh kind of see where we were all landing with this overall i i can tell after so i'm gonna say this like we're, we're covering this movie before the end of the paul ws anderson franchise and for me 
personally, I kind of wish I'd have seen this afterwards. Um, but it is what it is. Why is that? Have, uh, it's a whole different tone. I'm not in the same mindset. Yeah. And I it got, is, I got, right. and not that I can't watch one thing and go to another and not, you know, the thing doesn't have to carry over, but for the sake of the reviews and how I'm feeling about this franchise overall, this is a, it's the same, you know, intellectual property or whatever you want to call it source material, but it's an entirely different beast. hundred percent until, until like the third act. But, um, cause that's when it gets very first resident evil hardcore. It's the same exact ending mm -hmm. pretty much. Um, but we'll get there. So for me, I, I also, I did see where I think I felt the nods to the video games because I felt like certain scenes I'm like, and you know, we'll, we'll cover it again. I'm sure. But like when the guy's clicking the lighter, uh, when, when a lot of parts in the mansion, the Spencer mansion, yeah. I was like, I feel like this could have been in the video game with the music and the tension. Um, so I, I was trying to notice things where whether I was wrong or right, I don't know, but it's just my uh, my experience with it first time without giving a score or a final thought. Okay, well, let's chat a little bit about this here because we do get a lot of I mean, th this. This is probably as close as you can get to an adaptation of the video game. But keep in mind the fact that the video game came, came out in the mid 90s. And it was a lot of, you know, here's, you know, five sentences of dialogue coming out of your PlayStation one. And then you're going to walk around for 20 minutes and go find the fucking skeleton key to go into this one room. It took all the important parts of that and made it into what I thought was a pretty interesting film adaptation of it so um the score i noticed that right away it was kind of hit and miss with me it was a little bit uh th there were certain parts of it that brought you in but there was almost some like goofy silly stuff too like like journey you know that that was a pretty i like that i like that what you talking yeah. about the scene with the sheriff yeah, with with Chief Irons, yeah, it, yeah because, I, because I, he's like, if you want to get in a girl's pants, you play some Journey, and then he's cruising in his old fucking Cadillac yeah. or whatever, just but fucking that, but, rocking. Well, out. I, I guess it's the way that scene played out, though, with that song playing in the background. I like that scene, though. Yeah. So, well, are we, we're jumping way ahead in the movie, but yeah, yeah. no, I, I guess I was just that. That's the one thing because you get that opening scene and you get that creepy kind of deal. But basically, it opens in the orphanage. Uh, with Claire and Chris as her kids, you find out that mom and dad were killed in a car accident um, and you're seeing someone in the room and you find out that this is Lisa Trevor, who is kind of in the video games. But um, I want to say it was like Code Veronica or something before you see her, um, you know, but the orphanage is cool because you got subtle umbrella logos everywhere as well, too. Right off Jump Street, though, this movie for me had the horror elements like like to where the, the uh, none of the other paul ws anderson movies even came close just from the yeah, opening scene i'll say this um i mean jumping on that I, I felt the same way where the original the the first franchise we get the you know paul ws anderson films they feel like action horror films this oh, feels yeah. like a horror film with action you're right mm -hmm. that's very mm -hmm. good way to put it 100 yeah. percent. um you're, you're summing up my thoughts for me don 
because this yeah this movie has that horror element from the start and it it never lets up that's what i was referencing before where i feel like whoever what was the filmmaker johannes roberts mm-hmm. uh johannes robert he, he was trying to fucking really dive into what i think the video game experience was while still making it a enjoyable entertaining let's never stop giving you something type of movie because this movie while it's an hour 40 you know roughly it, it, it's basically an hour and a half movie there's a few slow scenes but the movie the movie never really stops it keeps going but the horror elements it includes and we'll get to more of them with the zombies and everything it's way more horror-esque than paul ws's movies the tone is different it's a different tone and i'm i'm here for it so far I kind of wish that you would have played the game, Don, because they're like the trucker scene is next. I mean, you get that cool scene, which is basically just kind of, you know, fleshing out your characters as far as the kids of uh, Claire and Chris. But that trucker scene is right out of the game. And I remember that's out of Resident Evil 2. And that's basically how the game opens uh, is that whole scene. I mean, in the video game, it takes like maybe the whole thing plays out in 30 seconds or so. But just when I first watched this, you know, because that was one of the things back then with video games, especially these survival horror type ones. It was like, what's going to be the opening that's like a good movie as well, too. What's going to be the opening that's going to really draw you in? And I, I really latched onto that scene and seeing it play out and getting that little backstory and stuff. And, you know, the old trucker eating that cheeseburger and he's got that dog, which, of course, is a Doberman Pinscher. I mean, it's 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 got to be in this movie Um, played out pretty cool. Yeah, they smoked that one chick and. But yeah, I don't know. You, Travis, you remember that from when you, because you played Resident Evil 2, right? No, I've never played any of the games. Well, I thought you said. Uh, well, I, I played okay. them, a, I played a few of them a little yeah. bit, dude, but no, but that's years ago to where you could basically say I never played them because I don't remember shit. But I will say about this, this opening trucker scene, Homeboy was giving off the creepy vibes big time he he put her hand his hand on her leg he's like don't put so much emphasis on family and then he hits the shit out of somebody and this is where the movie comes to like i'm paying attention and now i'm paying attention and uh the the doberman climbs out the fucking truck and starts lapping the blood up off the fucking ground it's pouring down rain too the atmosphere is really good oh yeah 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 it's it's i'm 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 seeing it all right now uh i did just watch it but that don't always count for old t boo but right now it does the dog laughs up the blood i'm like well the dog's fucked because trucker man's freaking the fuck out well i was gonna say anyone that's seen a horror movie is like oh no not a dot yeah poor puppy yeah no fuck that dog and then homegirl gets up and just trounces off into the woods like she never got hit by an 18 wheeler. She didn't she didn't just get gabed. Gaged. <laughs> Sorry. Gaged, yeah, gauged on on the side gauged. of the road. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um I like this whole opening, man. Um you get the the cutaways to um learning about Leon Kennedy. He he's in this diner in in Raccoon City. Here's an issue I have with this movie. I so this is made by Netflix, and while I can tell there was a budget behind it, ow, the cat just bit my foot. I could tell there was a budget behind it, but I never felt like I was in a city, and I don't even think we saw a city. 
in this well, movie. Well, you, you do get that kind of that that uh title sequence and you get the you know umbrella, this big corporation. It's yeah, but up roots and it's I, ghost town. And you get that one overhead shot, but I mean it's a rainy yeah. I mean, here's here's Boss Tuna trying to be defensive. I know, but you get but, that but, big rainy kind of overhead shot of everything. So as a as a first time watcher, and I'm and I'm 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 waiting to welcome to Raccoon City. Like I'm waiting for a big set piece in on a city block or something. I never get that, and that's okay. I'm not saying it's a detriment. I'm just saying this is a thing I noticed about the movie where. I never, I never got the city. I never felt like I was in a big immersive world. I well, felt do like you I think that a... you're comparing this to the Paul W. No. Anderson franchise, where it is a city and they no. seven hundred thousand people? No, no. It's the, the, I'm saying from the movie title, it's called "Welcome to Raccoon City," and I never saw a city. That's not to say that there weren't set pieces that felt lived in or characters that didn't feel like they were part of this town. The acting was pretty damn good for the most part. Um. This cat is fucking me up, man. I thought That's Hobbit feet are supposed to be like tough as leather because you guys don't wear shoes. Yeah, it's true. That's true. But you know what? I've been on a, a Hobbit hiatus, so this oh, cat's okay. fucking me up. Oh, I don't Anyways, know what to do. yeah, yeah. Keep going with the movie. The stars members and everything as well too. That was pretty cool. Again, that's right out of the out of the game. Welcome to meeting Chris and Claire in their older self and callbacks to the video games again she breaks into her brother's house i think everybody saw where this was going to go she's kind of the conspiracy theorist sister uh trying to get her brother to be like hey shit's going on here this is not normal i like i like i like how when she broke in he came back he's like what kind of person breaks into this house with these kinds of locks he's like it's impressive but i mean what the fuck (laughs) did you don did you think the I, I'm talking not this scene in general, but throughout the movie, the the comedy aspects of it. Do you think it added or detracted from the movie overall? Uh, I, I, a couple of them I did laugh at. Um, it's not like it. I felt like it was a, a genuine attempt at comedy. Um, but yeah, there's a few of them where I was kind of you know like. I, I distinctly remember the first time I watched it, I didn't think that there was any like jokes or anything like that at all in it. So I, I don't remember. Um, I, I do remember that I didn't think that there was anything funny about it. And then this time there was a few lines, um, like the one you're saying here, um, a couple of the lines later on where uh, uh, the rookie cop is trying to interact with the, the chief who's trying to, you know, get the hell out of Dodge. <laughs> a couple of yeah. those scenes I actually did like, and, you know, I, I did find that they were kind of funny. So, yeah, that was one of the, the things I noticed on this time here was that I, I actually did chuckle a little bit more at it. Yeah. Um, I, I did find a couple of the scenes a little bit funnier because, um, uh, like I said, the first time I didn't think that there was anything funny at all. Um, a couple of the scenes that I I, I don't know if they were intentionally funny or if I, you know, they were funny, but they didn't like elicit a laugh or anything. Like I, I don't remember yeah. like my first time watching, but I do remember distinctly saying like, wow, this was supposed to be funny. Cause I remember that was a comment on the show when we, when we were talking about it and I was like, wow, I didn't think it was funny at all. And like, you know, not like a ha ha funny, but just like, you know, chuckle right. here I, and there, just like break the tension or something. I'm but yeah, say it like I, this. For 2021, I really feel like if there was a script writer involved, 
that was paying attention to how do we get you know, this movie feels kind of marvel-esque a little bit with the with the balance of horror action and the 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 written in to me what felt like written in comedy whether it worked or not um when it worked it did when it didn't it didn't but but i feel like for this script and for what i saw in this movie there were certain scenes that I'm like, they're trying to get an audience laugh right here. Like this, this is, yeah, this is a scene where we're trying and, and it worked like, like what Don just said, the scene with fucking, um, the, the, the chief and the rookie, when the chief is fucking rolling out the police station, he won't tell him a single fucking thing about what's going on. And the yeah. guy's like, so who's in charge now? And, and I'm like, I'm sitting there being like, yeah, if I was in this situation, bro, I'd be like, cousin, you can't, you can't just get the fuck out of here on me. And so I was I was kind of laughing along with the situation, but in the same way that you said that this is horror with action, I feel like this is horror with action with a sprinkling of comedy inside of it, like yeah. a little bit of Guardians of the Galaxy thrown into the heart. You know what I mean? Like, like there's just a little bit in there. So that was kind of the the the, the comment I was going to make, because I'm, I'm kind of weird when it comes to my horror movies. I like my horror movies to be, you know, comedy horror, or I like them to be horror horror. And there's rare cases where like, I, I felt a lot of it was forced, but I feel that my favorite character was chief irons and his scenes were fucking gold. And I felt like Mm -hmm. you could have just had him sprinkled in throughout the movie. And that would have been enough of that quote unquote comedic relief. He's the only character that when he died, I was upset. And you know what? He reminded me of Saul Goodman. He reminded me of Bob Odenkirk. Even his voice sounded kind of like Bob Odenkirk. I wish Bob Odenkirk, no no offense to the actor that played the chief, but I wish I could see a movie where Bob (laughs) Odenkirk was the chief in this this film. That would be dope. Yep. No, that would have been pretty good. Um. I mean, you know, I'm nitpicking at a couple of things, but when you're talking about the rookie, it just drove me nuts that you get this, like, you know, he didn't fit a rookie cop. Like you figure someone that's a rookie cop is going to be the stereotypical clean shaven. Like he rolls in. Yeah, with he, was, and... he was one of the characters that I, I distinctly remember having an issue with Yeah, for that very reason. When we first watched it is that he's not a rookie. He looks like, you know, he's some guy that they just pulled off of the streets and threw a uniform on. Yeah. Like a, a rookie is not going to be that disheveled. He's not going to be that, you know. Wait. Well, he shot his partner, though. So he's kind of grieving, though. Right. Well, and then his dad is like a big time chief in another. Yeah. Know, so he, he's, so he's, too, but... he's got a lot to live up to. And then he shot but the thing his own is, is partner. That he lo- what I'm saying is that he still wait. He still looks like he hasn't shaved his hair in like maybe two, three years. Yeah. You know, he hasn't had a razor, you know, or shave or anything like that. Like he would still have, he, he'd still be like a modicum of, you know, a respectable police officer. And he doesn't yeah. really look like that. Well, and then the first, I mean, I've seen this movie probably 10 times and I roll my eyes every time when you first meet him and he sits up and he's got the sheet. I'm like, I don't fucking need to see this. Like it, it's, it's that forced comedy thing of like, Oh, Hey, look at this character. He's kind of a piece of shit. He gets up and you know, we got this sheet over his head. Ha ha. Let's get a laugh. And he's drinking some beers. Like, I mean, I know they're trying to like flesh out his, his background a little bit, but that just kind of irked me a little bit. 
but no, I, I agree with you, Don. I, I had a slight problem with Mr. Leon Kennedy, but uh, Chief Irons is a fucking gem. We meet him and he's just, he's kind of like a bull in a China shop. It's hilarious. And he's going after Wesker. Uh, Travis, what did you think about the portrayal of Wesker in this movie? I was thinking about well, that watching it. Cause it's, it's, it's a, it's a lot different from what we've been watching recently. Well, when it, well, like watching this movie, yeah, it's way different because it's, he's not automatically the bad guy. Um, now he's just part of this other unit that we first find out. Yeah. Like, like in, in the first time we see him, well, maybe not the first time, but they're called Alpha Diner. Team, right? Yes. Yeah, it's yeah. Because you meet all we of them. We see, we see all them in there, and she's like, "You'll." Uh, Jill approaches Rookie Boy, and she's like, "You'll learn to love us and stuff." And but what I'm thinking of is is later when 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 the chief is like yelling at everyone to go find out like where where is the the Beta Team or or what, what are they called? Bravo. Bravo, Bravo. Team. Yeah, and, and he and they're all just like, uh, oh, whatever, nonchalant. Like, okay, we'll go. Um, th- that's that's my. I didn't really feel much about him until he started revealing himself later in the story, and then I'm I'm like, this guy actually has a heart, and that comes way later in the story. So I don't know if I want to jump there. Do I? I mean, can we? Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of scenes I want to talk about real quick. The okay. I mean, you do get some shitty CGI, which you know Don brought uh, up, but I, I, it's it's fine. I, 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 I guess shitty is very subjective when yeah. you've got you've got individuals like Don and I who fucking, as I said previously, scour the sewers of Tubi to watch movies. So well, then, so uh, you should see this as gold, then, motherfuckers. Well, compared to that, yeah, this is yeah. This chef's kiss. I mean, it might not be, you know, fucking Avatar well, two thousand nine, but you know, well, Kubrick never used CGI, so that's not a good, not a good example. Oh, he just uh, anyway. Money, yeah, he did. <laughs> Hashtag shots fired twice. Uh, but no, you get that truck it's, scene. It's that... Not Sharknado CGI. Yeah, right. Shark... No, no, it <laughs> it ain't Sharknado, C... <laughs> which is still dope though. It's still dope because I can't do it, Don. Don, in all of your your encyclopedic excellence, can you make that CGI though? Uh, I know you could if you sat there and played with the stuff, but can you do it right this second? Yeah, like I said, like if I had the programs to do it, maybe. But I mean, just you know, plopping me down behind a computer and saying "do this," yeah, probably not. But all you gotta do is take the original Jaws Nintendo eight bit system. (laughs) And just transpose, you know, jaws. No, 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 no. <laughs> let's give a let's give the Sharknado people a little bit more credit. No, I'm not. I'm not dogging on Sharknado in a bad way. It's bad. Sharknado's fucking way. dope, man. Yeah. But <laughs> okay. moving the story along here, yeah. Basically, the Alpha Team gets brought to the. I really like the scene with the um them flying the chopper and going to the mansion, the Spencer Mansion. The first game opens with Bravo team actually landing there first and you see shit getting fucked up. So mm-hmm. that kind of opens it up. You see Bravo team get all messed up and you're going in to figure out kind of what's going on. So I thought that was pretty cool. It was pretty creepy as well. Creepy set pieces. This whole film takes place at night, which just kind of adds to that, you know, that, that atmosphere as well. You, you and get, 
I like okay. the time element. I like the time element that gets introduced into the yep. movie where it's like midnight, 1 a.m., 2 a.m., 4.45. Like, I, I like, I, even though it don't matter, I just like it for the, the, the movie, the film itself. Like, it felt cool for the film. Um, yeah, there's... There, there's a fun element because you add the ticking time bomb, like, yeah. you know, you know, to paraphrase Hitchcock, which kind of, you know, feels odd comparing it to a movie like this. But <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know, Hitchcock's famous saying is that, you know, you, you put two characters in a, t in a room and you have a bomb explode. You're going to be shocked and appalled by, by it because it's just so sudden. But it's Chekhov's after, gun. But after that, yeah, you're you're fine. You put two characters in a room and you show people a bomb underneath the table that says five minutes, then you're going to have the people screaming at the, at the uh, screen for five minutes saying, what are you doing? Get out of there. You're ramping up the suspense. I think that kind of is pretty much what it's playing at here is that we know that there's a, a ticking the ticking time bomb, essentially, on what's going on. You add the the timestamps about when everything's happening, it kind of adds a sense of urgency, even more so than what's going on with all of the, you know, mutants and zombies and all the other things that they occur. I, I think that's kind of what they were going at here. It's not as effective as, I, you know, what, what Hitchcock does, but I think that's the intent behind it is that it's supposed to ramp up the suspense and tension and be like, you know, oh my God, you know, they're stopping to talk about their past or they're talking, talking to remember about, the two of them back together in the orphanage or they're stalking, you know, they're stopping to talk about refueling and all this other kind of stuff. And it kind of draws them away from their escape attempt. I, I think that's pretty I think that's what it was going for. I don't know if it's as effective, but I think that's the intent behind it. And, and the clever yeah. use of that is, is you get that slightly before you realize at six o'clock, you're fucked. The city is being trashed. So then you're like, Oh my God, we already know it's, you know, one fifty or whatever AM. So, mm -hmm. but uh, I like the reveal of Wesker because like Tibu was saying, he is a good guy. He does show heart, but you find out that he is working with Umbrella. So at, at some point, the alarms go off, the infection spreading, people, civilians are getting shot. That, They're trying to escape the city. That's when Birkin gets the call too. And he's at home with his family. And he's reading the little story or no, not reading a story, but his daughter wakes them up and she's like, um, I saw a monster outside. And he's like, baby, I will never let anything hurt you. And he gets that phone call and that phone call. He's like, we got to leave now. Now. Yeah, that Dude, shit did, was dope. Did fucking the flashbacks of Birkin, did that not remind you of, of Jorah Mormont? from fucking yes yeah, yes he, I was like, yes you look even looked like um my khaleesi <laughs> I, I, but i recognize that actor i don't know his name no. but i do recognize that actor but um when it comes to this movie and and where we're going right here with this with these scenes i'm all about what's happening right now like i was watching this and i'm like i'm in the momentum of it i'm in the spirit of it because again this movie's bringing me back down to a horror element where right now with the franchise we're covering currently on Joe Blow, I'm in the let's have fun, fuck logic, just fuck it, throw it against a window. It run the baby over in the basket with a lawnmower logic like it don't matter no more. It don't matter. This movie has a different vibe going on. 
Well, especially and, the next one with Don, what did you think about the transformation of Wesker in the reveal? Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, I, I think it's a great idea. Um, I, I mean, I was, like I said, more familiar with the the regular series, the Paul W.S. Anderson one. So I was kind of expecting it. And I was kind of like, okay, that's a pretty novel idea of how they go about it, where him being the double agent and, you know, turning into it, you know, not necessarily by force, you know, not like, you know, his will essentially, but being turned into it. And then, you know, you get the reveal at the end and, you know, the post-credit sequence and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. I, I really like the way that this one goes about it, where he's not the preordained big bad of the franchise. He's somebody that's turned into it against his will. And, accepts what's going on whereas you get like you know earlier with um the other scientist the 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 one that was at the orphanage are we talking about wesker right now yes yeah wesker's the the other guy wesker is a big buff guy the stars member yes are we talking about him or are we talking about birkin birkin's the scientist wesker's the guy on the swat team yeah, which the one, both of them turn into monsters eventually. But Wesker I'm turns into the, the head of the. I'm saying the Birkin guy, the way that he goes about it, I feel like his is a little bit of a cheat, where his doesn't come off as effectively as I think Wesker's does, because I think Wesker, the way he his goes about it is, he comes across it and is double crossed, doing the double cross, and then realizes, hey, this isn't so bad. Maybe I should have been playing with you guys all along. And I, I think that's a far more effective way of going about it. And I, I think if I remember correctly, because I did do a tad bit of research on this, I think he's nemesis, correct? Yes. Yep. So, yeah, so, I, I, so yeah, um, I, I think if they're going to go forward with part two, which I don't, I haven't heard much about. No, I haven't. Um, yeah. I don't know if they're going to, you know, do a sequel to this one or not, but if they do continue with the series, I do like the way that they introduce him as nemesis here versus how they do um, his, um, the nemesis in the original version, which I think his, him his is the, he's the main bad guy in apocalypse. Right. Cause I think right. that's yep. Miller's. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he was Miller's boyfriend in the original and then he gets infected and then they put the T virus in him and then that turns him into nemesis i i if i'm remembering correctly i think that's the order of events right um yeah well no no her her, her, uh the nemesis in apocalypse was matt his sister was the one that orchestrated the like trying to frame umbrella and matt was her brother that came to find her because they lost contact oh okay yeah i one in um, ironic one and two are the ones that i i I'm the least familiar with, so I'm just trying to piece together how they were, but. Well, that's kind of what I was trying to get out of you because I agree in that it was, was, again, I'm going to use the word clever because a movie like this, I'm going to give a little bit of props to, you know, the, the writers on that because you get William Birkin coming off with that first scene that Tibu talked about with him being a dad, you know, and you're like, Oh, you know, you're you're supposed to feel for him he's a good guy but you find out he's really not a good guy he's kind of a piece of shit and then you get the reveal of wesker and you're like oh this guy is a real piece of shit and then when they meet you know you find out that okay well he's not as bad as i thought and especially 
it works even better because this came out in 2021. So everybody's got these preconceived notions of these two characters based off of both the video games and the previous movies. And I just liked how that scene went down in the lab where he goes and he's like, give me that virus. And he shoots him and they have that God battle. It's he my favorite. It's my favorite scene in the movie. Yeah. Same here. Yep. Actually. Yep. Yeah. It's mine too. Yep. Yeah. Mine too. Um, the whole thing, because especially more so than anything, it takes place with the family present, which adds yeah, an extra yeah. dynamic to everything. Yeah. And, you, you know, you get like two big twist reveals, uh, you know, one with, you know, him actually shooting Birkin and then that instigating the change because, you know, in this dying throws, he injects himself with a virus and then that it turns him into the first mutant. And then you get the reveal that the daughter actually ends up shooting Burke, shooting Wesker. And then that's going to turn me the impetus for him to turn into nemesis. So, yeah, yeah, I think there's some really, really um, fun ways of going about it here that it kind of comes off better than you think it does. Yeah. Before we close out the movie, I want to say, like, these scenes with, with um, Birkin transforming with the G-Virus, where he's cosmically eyeballs popping out the shoulder and everything, the fucking practical and the CGI both looking dope as fuck. And then when the train derailment happens, like at the end of part one, the Paul W.S. Anderson part one mm -hmm. on the train, there's some train shit and you get, you know, now it's Nemesis. But in the other movie, it was a liquor or whatever, but what whatever it was, similarities. But I, I, I then you get the goddamn cow at the end of the movie. Yeah, that fucking <laughs> poor cow. Yeah. <laughs> The whole fucking town blows up and caves in, and this cow just goes flying into the fucking abyss, and I love it. I love it so much. Um, I, I, I didn't realize we were going to be wrapping it up so fast, but um, for this movie, if you want, I can give my final thoughts and ratings now. Yeah. Yep. Let's let's hop into final thoughts and ratings. Final thoughts and ratings, and I would love to expand on this for this movie, honestly, um, because having gone through the franchise so far up to part five with the Paul W.S. Anderson films, the tonal shift is insane. This movie feels way more atmospheric and in the horror realm to me than any of those movies even come close to. And I appreciate the mix of practical and CGI. I enjoyed it very much. I wish I'd have seen it afterwards because now I'm like bouncing back and forth and yes, slightly comparing and, and that's not fair. So my score is going to be unfair. But for tonight's sake, I'm going to come in with a uh, Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City at an 8 out of 10. I really enjoyed it, and I think it has room to grow, and I want to see it again because there's a lot going on here. And yeah, it's a mainstream Netflix movie. It's it's mainstream horror, but I think it's got a lot going on. And if you're a fan of like lore building and world building, perfect movie to start with. If you ain't seen the Paul W.S. ones, perfect movie to start with. You'll be excited for the fucking next one because yeah – Wesker with the glasses and I'm fucking Ada Wong and all that. And I'm like, Oh shit. I know everybody at this point. haven't seen the original series. So it's fucking dope. Um, eight out of 10 for right. Tibu. I'm going to, I'm going to let Don and Nelly carry us home. So final thoughts and ratings for cold blooded is 
I, I really, there's a lot of things I love about this movie and I do agree with everything that you said because it is tonally vastly different from the first, even though you do get some cheesy comedy scenes that don't really work. Um, what I really do appreciate though is the horror aspects, especially when you get into the mansion, there is some real terror and visceral brutal killings you get that first reveal of that zombie which is 100 right out of the first game he's down he's eating one of the bravo team members in that slow pan where he looks up you're like fuck that's a zombie and that is creepy as fuck i love it it goes from zero to 100 and i love how when you get your first real tense suspenseful attack from the zombie you have the dude with the shotgun. I forgot his name. And you see the zombie in the background. He's walking down a hallway and it comes to a T and he turns and you're, you're laser focused on this one zombie. Like, Oh my God, this one zombie is going to get him. And then out of nowhere, you get this jump scare, which is pretty effective from another zombie going. I I loved it. I mean, the camera sits on him long enough where you're like, it could have panned away a couple seconds earlier, but it's long enough where you're like, you're watching this guy just get fucking eaten. And in your brain, you're like, how awful would that be? You know, some of my cons with it are the characters. Don and I are on the same same kind of plane as far as that goes with Leon. I didn't really like Joel's character either. And I'm going to say these are nitpicks because... I am comparing these to the characters I know from the video games. You know, Jill's a trigger happy character that didn't really work for me. Leon's character didn't really work. I'm not a fan of the horror, but what I really did love about this is a callback to the video games, the beautiful set pieces they have, how detailed it was. Uh, and then just the, 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 the suspense factor that you get. So ironically enough, Mr. Tibu uh, came in at an eight and I'm coming in at an eight and a half out of 10 for resident evil. Welcome to raccoon city. Okay. Well, I guess I'm coming in with the uh, clone of everything because I I'm right there with a lot of you Cole. Um, uh, yeah, I'm exactly eight and a half as well. Yeah. There's a lot of fun here. Um, the action scenes are pretty atmospheric. Uh, they're well handled. Uh, you get uh, some spectacular gunplay sequences in the mansion uh, you know, the police station attack is fun. Uh, there's a lot of suspenseful moments there, and it mixes the two together really effectively. You get uh, some touches of comedy to splice things up. You get uh, a lot of video game adaptations, which I kind of wish I would, uh, you know, have played the games enough to know when to recognize. Uh, I think the film could have done a little bit better at making it that obvious, because I, I do think that if you're like me and you're not familiar with it, um, you can get kind of lost in a lot of the, you know, little, you know, highlighted bits that, you know, echo what the games are. Um, You know, a lot of it just feels like, you know, superfluous, like, you know, sequences that just, you know, wash over you without really having much meaning. Um, You know, once you know, once you know the games, you'll be a little bit more familiar with it. I feel um, based, you know, on your comments, at least that's, I feel like that would be, um, you know, if I played the video games and came back to this, I feel like I would probably have a different opinion on that. But, you know, not having played the games, I think just, you know, some of the stuff just, it feels just there to pander to the video game crowd rather than uh, being worked in logically. But yeah, um, you know, again, minor nitpicks with the characters, uh, not all of them work, uh, you know, either down to casting, either down to, you know, just the way that they're written. 
But overall, yeah, really fun, really energetic, more atmospheric than you think, more action than you think. Um, both are mixed together well. They come together really well. Uh, it's a fun mix. It's a fun combination. And yeah, it's a much better Titan than you, you think it is. Um, you know, if you're used to just, you know, cheesy action horror, uh, this is going to be a, a markedly different animal. And uh, I, I really enjoy that about it. So, like I said, uh, once again, eight and a half, uh, far better than you think it is. And, uh, you know, really fun time. It warms my heart that someone like you that is unfamiliar with the video games came in as high uh, as you did. And and I do think that if you did play them and yeah, you knowing me, I'd probably go with a nine more than like yeah. knowing, yeah. knowing how I am. Um, I, I, I tend to rate stuff higher. Um, I mean, you know, Trav knows how I feel about, you know, rating <laughs> oh, stuff yeah. higher than what they should be, but yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I do genuinely, um, I, I do agree with that. If I was a little bit more familiar, um, I can very easily see myself, you know, nine, maybe even higher. But yeah, um, as it stands, eight and a half for this. Awesome. Oh, eight and a half is fucking dope. Yeah, awesome. You know, Travis, I, I had to interrupt you there because that siren we hear, which I don't know if it's loud enough for Don and Nelly to hear, but it's a Silent Hill siren. And that's <laughs> warning us. That something is coming, and that something... I know what's coming. Oh, yeah, oh I've yeah, been waiting yeah. for this, baby. Our fans know what's coming. It's the yeah. gauntlet. Don and Nelly, yeah. welcome to the Joe Blow Horror Show. Don and Nelly, are you ready to run the gauntlet? Because if you're not ready, the gauntlet's coming for you. Are you ready? All right, well, I guess let's do this. <laughs> All right. Quick answers. Don't think about it off the top of your head. Don and Nelly, the gauntlet starts in three, two, one. Pizza or burgers? Pizza. Beer or liquor? Uh, I don't drink either. Gun to the head? Beer. Hockey, football, baseball, or basketball? Probably baseball. Ass or titties? Tits. Stand or sit when you wipe? <laughs> Stand. <laughs> Homebody or out <laughs> with friends? What was that? He was laughing. Homebody or out with friends? Oh, total homebody since the pandemic. Fishing or hunting? Mm, fishing. Cannibal Holocaust or a Serbian film? Oh, God. Can I jerk off to both? 100%. <laughs> Rather go blind or go deaf? Deaf. Top half of Hulk Hogan and bottom half of Margot Robbie or top half of Margot Robbie and bottom half of Hulk Hogan? <laughs> top of Margot of, uh, Margo Robbie. Penis-sized nipples or nipple-sized penis? Mm, penis-sized nipples. Rock or country? Rock. Cats or dogs? Mm, dogs. Doggy or missionary? Oof. Depends on the person, but I think I'm uh, a little bit more familiar with missionary. Freddie, yeah. Jason, Freddie, Jason, Michael, or Leatherface? Jason. Slasher, zombie, supernatural, or creature feature? Oh, fuck me. <laughs> Chucky or Leprechaun? Chucky. Yeah. Sharks or zombies? <gasps> oh, fuck. <laughs> Got him. What are you going to say, what? Zombies. John Carpenter or Wes Craven? Carpenter. Ari Aster or Jordan Peele? Peele. 90s horror or 2000s horror? 90s. Hills Have Eyes, the original or the remake? remake 
Thank mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. Low mm-hmm. burns mm-hmm. or to the point? To the point. First horror movie you ever saw? I go back and forth with this. Um, I, I I think the one I always say is Texas Chainsaw, the original. Mm-hmm. Favorite horror movie of all time. Fulci Zombie. And that, wow. Mr. Don Anelli, is the gauntlet. Congratulations. You yes. made it live onto the other side. Until next time. So with that, Don Anelli, tell our friends and fans where they can find you. All right. Well, uh, like I said um, at the beginning of the show, um, this was uh, covered on a podcast I'm uh, part of called uh, – no More Room in Hell presents Fresh Cuts, uh, which is a uh, sub-show of uh, the No More Room in Hell show. Um, no More Room in Hell presents Fresh Cuts is a uh, weekly show that looks at the major release of the current week. So streaming, theatrical, VOD, you know, what have you. Um, you know, you want to know what it's all about? Uh, you know, we break it down and uh, take a look at it. It doesn't have its own uh, feed, so you're going to have to uh, search around for it, but you can find it under uh, either Dark Discussions or uh, No More Room in Hell. It's uh, on both places, but uh, you can find it looking at either one. And uh, I also have, uh, you know, as I alluded to earlier, uh, the host of the Horror Countdown Show, which is Fuck yeah, yeah, me and a guest. Uh, we pick a topic, come up with a top 10 list, and discuss it. So uh, I didn't know I, I didn't know I had to reach out to you for that, man. I was like, oh, shit. Well, how the hell am I supposed to know what you want to talk about? I don't know. I didn't know. what <laughs> I don't know what the format is, but I'm a, I'm coming at you, Don. I'm coming yeah. at you because I want to be on your show, man. I can't wait Absolutely. to represent Horror Countdown all fucking day. It's a great yeah, podcast yeah. and they oh, have yeah. great discussions and they have oh. so many films to fucking like you've never seen half the films they've talked about. I promise you. Cause that's my experience. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So yeah. Um, like I said, all you have to do is just come to me with a topic and uh, you know, if it's one we haven't discussed, we'll do it. Um, you know, maybe we can adjust it slightly because I mean, I, I really don't care. Um, I always tell people when they come on, I mean, you can be as generic as top werewolves or you can be specific like, uh, you know, pre eighties werewolves or, you know, pre 2000 werewolf movies or, you know, something <laughs> like that. So, yeah, um, you know, I can adjust the, you know, parameters, however you want to go about it. So, like I said, if you got a topic and we can uh, make a list on it, you know, we can go from there. So, yeah, yeah, um, it's available on pretty much every podcast service you can think of. Um, You know, Horror Countdown, it's available. Um, I I always say Stitcher, but I guess that's uh, no longer viable in a couple of weeks. Oh, dude, I know. I had to go to Pocket Cast because Stitcher was was my... Yeah, I was going to say, I used to (laughs) say Stitcher, but I guess that's not going to be applicable in a few days. But uh, yeah, um, Apple, Spotify, Google, um, you know, all the places, uh, you know, nobody's ever come to me and said they can't find it. So it's, you know, out there for you, um, you know, search for a countdown, you'll find it. Available Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, although Instagram, it's under my name, so I post it under my account. But yeah, you can find it pretty easily. So yeah, that's awesome. Like I said, that's yeah, that's uh, pretty much where you can uh, find me online. Well, you heard it here fo- first, folks, because Boss Tuna will be joining Don and Nelly, and we will be covering the top ten most. I don't know if I want to say underrated. Maybe we should do like hidden gem zombie movies nobody's ever heard of. I feel like you and oh, I yeah. will be in our wheelhouse. So 
And I, I want to, I'm going to look through his catalog because I haven't heard every episode, but I'm going to look through and see if he's done a top 10 cosmic. And if he has not, he's going to do one with me and Ricky and Grindhouse because we're all going to fucking jump on Don and Nelly's podcast yeah. and fucking oh, yeah. break it so, down because. Yeah. Awesome. Well, yeah, again, um, the closest I've done is Lovecraft adaptations. So, yeah, that'll, that'll be a lot of fun. Oh, you we're gonna do nightclub cosmic, which is all kinds of shit. <laughs> I'll hit you up. I'll hit you up. Yeah. All right, buddy. Well, I want to say thank you for joining Travis and I at the Joe Blow Horror Show. It was an honor chatting with you about I I mean, it's only natural we talk about zombies. So, but again, make sure you guys go check out his stuff. Um, great stuff. Horror Fuck countdown. Yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. Great, great episode. And Stay tuned because about a week after you're going to be hearing this, we will be closing out the Paul W.S. Anderson. Dun, dun, dun. Sad face. But <laughs> there'll be more after that. There'll be more. Uh, Joe Blow is having its 100th episode dropping on Halloween. So yeah, we'll... that's right. Yeah, I noticed you guys are uh, just in yeah. the 90s. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, so stay tuned. But, hey, thank you, buddy, for joining us. And with that, folks, I hope it was as good for you as it was for us. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> that was incredible. Is it good for you? <laughs> I've had better. I've had better.